0: It's Too Late with Chris Devon. It is too late, isn't it? It's uh, been a couple of weeks. Mate, got COVID again, didn't I? Yeah, man. Over it now, but still like dead sensitive on the old old throat, yeah? On the old Gregory, all right? As you can tell, I sound like a little bit more sexy than usual. It's because I keep coughing. So hopefully... I'll have edited the hell out of this, so you ain't got to listen to me having any of my coughing fits. But I thought, you know, people have been waiting too long for the next episode of the podcast. They're going to be wondering where you are. They're going to be wondering what your problem is. They're going to be wondering why you cannot consistently put out beautiful, glorious, sexy podcast content. Well, here we are. We're a few days late. Calm down, everyone. Okay. Hello. Anyway, I'm Chris Devon, actor, writer, comedian type person. And I think about the Roman Empire immediately after doing it. Every single time. You see, most guys, they fall asleep. They make a sandwich. Not me. I reach out and touch history. That's what I do. And there's some great documentaries out as well. So that tends to be what I do. It's really weird the way... You create little habits and traditions in your head that only make sense to you. And now I'm just realising that I've never, ever admitted this out loud. But genuinely, I went through a phase for a while, a good few months where immediately after doing it, I'd watch a documentary about castles. Explain that. Someone, someone, Someone smarter than me... Explain that to me. Why Why the urge to learn about castles? And it, immediately afterwards, the headphones went on, get Netflix up on the phone, and there's a great documentary series about castles. I Donnie, I know, I, I don't get it. But that happened for a while. That was fun. How are you? YouTube.com slash Chris Devon. If you want to chat to me, just leave a comment somewhere. I'll find it. Comments on Spotify are always good. Reviews on Spotify are especially good because, man, you know, you know, we have we, got to get this this in front of people. Do you know what I mean? And I'm on social media, you know, all the places at Mr. Chris Devon on on all of them. Uh, that is where you'll find me. Instagram and TikTok are probably where you'll find me most of the time. I have been on Instagram a lot more recently because I have been a bit more a bit more viral viral ish viral-esque in the last few weeks and my god the abuse that i have been getting we'll get into some of it not all of it my god but uh yeah some of it is spongebob SquareHead. that was that was what do you reach out and say hello cp chef on tiktok i promised you a special shout out and here it is because, bless you, you sent me a lovely message on uh, on TikTok, on the old DMs. Yo, man, just wanted to say, I love your videos. You always bring a smile to my face. Man, love it. Thank you very much. I've explained plenty of times on this podcast how I feel about chefs. I'm very passionate about chefs and the chef community and chefing. Um, I wanted to be a chef for a while. Didn't work out because my mum basically put me off by saying, do you know what, Chris, we've all got to eat. I don't know what that means, but it put me off a career in in food. I don't know why. But um uh, hello to uh, to you and to uh, Grob Noblin who uh, who said uh, is this supposed to be funny? Don't give up the day job, pal. You you're all welcome. Everyone's welcome here. What's your biggest ick? Mine is when like you've got a romantic date arranged, yeah? You've got yourself like a Special outfit, you're looking good, you've been to the gym, you're working out, you're looking toned, you're thinking, this is like the best version of me. I want to give this person the best version of me. She is going to, her mind will be blown by my handsomeness, my style and my charisma, yeah? And you've you've arranged a, a, a beautiful night out, right? You've picked the perfect restaurant, you've booked a table. Even the weather's perfect, yeah? Everything's looking good, everything's smelling good, yeah? You rock up, say, oh, nice to meet you, can I get your coat? Because that's what you're supposed to do, guys, yeah? Be a gentleman, right? You take a coat off and then you see her in all her glory for the first time, yeah? Beautiful dress, hair's all nice, she's smelling phenomenal. And she's got hands instead of swords. There's no excuse for not having swords for hands in 2023. It's been proven that it's what you're supposed to do? You're going to move in with that? No, she hasn't got swords for hands. She's got to, well use a knife to make a salad? What year is this? Was well, this the Dark Ages? Swords for hands. If you ain't got swords for hands, I'm not interested. Ick. Ick. All right, things British people pretend to like. Because I cannot pretend that you like this feature. Because it's popping up on Instagram and TikTok. It's exploding on YouTube as well. And uh, people are still talking about the Sunday dinner thing. That's been blowing up in the last week or so. That's nearly 100,000 views now. But if you want to comment on that, go ahead. But basically, if, you, if you're new to it, it's this series where basically like, no, no, look, the British people, okay, I love living in this country. I love its quirks, its traditions. I love most of the things that I'm slagging off in these videos, right? It's just that the British people have this sort of innate passion for moaning and complaining, and the ironic thing is all of the trolls that this this feature seems to bring out um, on the internet kind of proves my point. And people are getting so angry over things like herbs and spices and biscuits and the Smiths. And it's like, just calm down. <laughs> But it's so hilarious to see people's comments that I kind of can't help it. And I'm bringing out the worst in it. a lot of people, and I'm sorry. But, you know, social media has got to the point now where, like, it's beyond help. It's the Wild West. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's 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 a post-apocalyptic world now, you see. That is what social media is. So, you know, excuse me while I have fun creating chaos. Stonehenge. All I said was Stonehenge. <sighs> it's basically just vegan Tetris. Okay. And as much as it will have its historical significance, and there is an air of mystery about it, and there is something mystical about it. And because of the, the the rudimentary sort of tools and engineering that we had back then, it looks like an impossible feat of strength. How did it come to be? How has it been preserved in this way? It is fascinating in that respect. But as a guy who has actually been out there, as a British tourist trying to to get there, trying to queue up, trying to actually go and see this bloody thing, I'm telling you, mate, Woodhenge is down the road and it's much easier to get to. And you've seen one henge, you've seen them all. I'm, I'm sorry, right? It's just, like a lot of people said on, on Instagram, it's just some rocks, okay? My God. Graybo, I nearly said Gabro. Is it Gabro or greybo? Graybo, Graybo said, I swear to God, Stonehenge, uh, is it a wonder of the world? It's just some rocks. And that's what most people said, right? Christian says, in Woodhenge, I got burned by that shithole. Never again. Um, I must admit, Woodhenge down the road is a lot smaller and promises a lot. And as far as henges go, it sort of comes up to your knee. So it's not a very high henge, okay? You could pretty much step over it and pretend to be a giant. Um, So, yeah, okay. As far as henges go, it's 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 a short one. It's a little Dame Judy henge, you know. It's a tiny henge, but still free parking. How one more do you want from me? Do you know what I'm saying? Rich says Stonehenge is like the leftovers in the fridge. They're old. You're not sure why you kept them so long. You didn't need the space, so they just sit there. And if you eat either of them, you break your teeth. Um, I love that one. Um, I like the idea of someone trying to actually take a bite out of Stonehenge and consume its mystical powers. I guarantee someone has done that. Um, Apocalyptic Dog said, I remember once I went there and they had a stand that advertised the very first Motorola phones. Anyway, Stonehenge is rightfully a global phenomenon. And the history that surrounds it, and not only that, things still get found, are associated with that whole area. I'm reading this verbatim. It's a matter of historical interest. And every time I drove through there as a kid, I felt it was in an area with an amazing past. You could just sense it. And that's what I'm talking about. There was something... There's just something about being in that area, being around ancient British monuments and artefacts that makes you realise that you are in touch with something... Really, really special. I don't understand it. Sometimes you just get a feeling. You walk past Stonehenge or you go into Lincoln Cathedral or, you know, you go into uh, that, that new sandwich shop in Stoke and you think there's something beyond human here, something a bit more special than just bricks and mortar. Do you know what I'm saying? And also, let's not forget, back in the day, Motorola were responsible for some of the smart technology we still use today. Now, That makes the hairs on the back of my neck stand up when I think about the contribution Motorola made to the smartphone market. Plus, this guy developed the ability to drive as a child. So you tell me Stonehenge ain't special. It must be special. I'm just saying the traffic sucks, okay? me and the great angry, grumpy-ass British public uh, after that got into digestive biscuits. Now, this was a suggestion from someone on TikTok, so don't have a massive go. I'm just saying, right? Digestive biscuits, as as a sort of national icon, we didn't off pick a bit of a shit biscuit. I'm not saying they ain't nice. It's just, are they better than chocolate chip cookies, custard creams, ginger nuts even? They're digestive biscuits. They're a cross between Frisbees and sod all. Aren't they really? And my God, I got the hate for that. Uh, Hugo, as a British person, I can confirm he does not speak to us. The Mystery Gamer on YouTube. You, sir, are not British. And then Dest Dest, Dest 66 says, I am British, born and raised for 23 years. Digestive Biscuits, literally my favourite biscuit. Jaffa Cakes, my second favourite. This man does not speak for Britain. And then Curry McFlurry you're not British. And I promised Curry McFlurry a shout out because why isn't the Curry McFlurry a thing? You tell me why that's not a thing. We'll come back to that. The Curry McFlurry, just think of that. And uh, and Will, I tell you, Instagram are out for my blood, yeah? Will, blasphemy used to be dealt with by death, you know? So there you go. I, I know I'm asking for trouble, slagging off the digestive biscuits. But, uh, you know, it's not all bad news because I've got some good recipe ideas. Someone was like a sandwich, two digestives together with jam. Got to try that. Uh, cheese and butter. Now I've had cheese and butter before on a digestive and I'm telling you now, it, it elevates it to heights you cannot fathom. And this is the thing about digestive biscuits. Maybe we've cracked something here with the digestive, right? And I won't go on about this because it's not commercial radio 2004, is it? But the digestive biscuit has a lot of potential as like a base for like a really special snack. Yeah. I'm thinking cheese. I'm thinking pickles. I'm thinking sweet stuff. I'm thinking chocolate. I'm thinking ice cream. I'm thinking, I'm thinking all kinds of things. Maybe we need to just think about the way we use digestive biscuits because their versatility, I think goes underappreciated. Yes. Dunking it in your tea. Very nice. Dunking it in coffee. Nice, but less nice. But there's more to it. We've, we've, we've got to break down the boundaries of what the biscuit can do. And I think the Digestive is a good platform to try new recipe ideas. So, like, throw me some really, really random curveballs, right? I'll end on this one. Read the back of the pack. Digestive biscuits are meant to make you shit. So um, thank you, Arkham Snake, for that. Um, Much appreciated uh, contribution there. Um, And I have read the packets, and we we are doing it wrong. We're supposed to actually keep them in the bathroom. So there you go. Something for you to do this weekend. All right? We're a community. As you can tell, I'm still really suffering with this voice yeah. so I'm probably not going to stick around much longer, but I promised I'd grade the last swearing exam, so uh, the word of the week was bollocksed, as in, um, we knew his career was bollocksed when they found him in the toilet, but he's a hell of a singer. That's the kind of thing I was thinking, right? But but a lot of people did a lot of interesting things with the word bollocks. So let's go through some of them now. Aurora, 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 on YouTube says, You know one time, my friend caught his ball in his zipper, as you do, and he yanked proper hard on it, and he had to spend two nights in ER's waiting room because some fat bastard had a chicken wing stuck up his arse. Anyway, they gave him. They sorry, he spelt this with the number three. T H three. They gave me friend a prosthetic ball made of rubber, but they completely bollocks it up. So now he has two left balls on his bollocks. Wow, uh, B plus. PB says, after speaking controversial facts, Gary Lineker was bollocksed off match of the day. Now, love that. A little bit of satire there. Why not? I'm going to call that a uh, B-minus. All right, well done, PB. Apathy says, I was trimming the lawn, but of course I bollocksed the job and de myself. Double meaning. Good. I tell you, once my balls were on the wall... I called it a bloody day and took a nice long trip to A&E. Of course, the waiting times were bollocks too. So it started off very sort of vulgar, childish stuff, the kind of stuff I'm sort of used to seeing in these comments, quite frankly, but then ended up with a nice satirical twist. And I like that. I like that. Triple use of the word bollocks. Really, really good. I'm going to give that a B plus because it was the effort. It was the effort. Now, this person, you know, clearly drinks too many cans of Monster and and, and kicks holes in drywall, but... I actually think that there is real raw talent there. Greg says, since when was bollocks a swear word? This is a very interesting point, Greg, you raise because there are different levels and tiers to swearing. Now, I don't know if you're from the UK or the US, my good friend, my good, my good, my good potty mouthed friend. But in the UK, there are certain uh, nuances to swearing where you can get away with dropping a bollocks or a piss or a bitch at the dinner table. In the right context. You can say a bollocks or a piss or a bitch if you're say at your in laws. You can. Now you can, okay? Now the harder Fs and Jeffs are usually more for the pub. Yeah? Or for those like really, really raunchy sessions. You can use them then. You can't you can't use them in front of your your mother in law. Okay, But the occasional bollocks, absolutely fine. I have seen, with my own eyes, people reading the Times and saying the word bollocks in the same room at the same time. I, I've genuinely seen someone do that. So with, with a bit of tact, with a bit of subtlety, you can use bollocks in everyday conversation. And to any of the kids listening to this, don't use it at school. All right? You should be learning. All right, you want to end up like this? Yeah? Stop swearing. Get off my channel, please. Um, Emily. Chris's next episode was bollocksed when only three people commented. Well, I'll tell you what, Emily. You have a look at my viewing figures on Instagram. I'm doing really well. Okay? And the economy Ball says, The best way to describe my friend after half a pint of beer is bollocksed. I've never seen such a lightweight. You should have tagged your mate there. You had an opportunity there to publicly to publicly slag off your lightweight friend after half a pint. Imagine being bollocked after half a pint. You'd save a fortune. Fantastic. All right, that's your swearing exam. I will give everybody their grades. Oh, sorry, uh, economy ball, uh, C plus. Emily disqualified. Um, don't be mean to me. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to leave the podcast there for this week. Cause I'm really, really struggling. We'll be back next week. Got some more new features coming. Um, I've got loads of good stuff planned. I know it's been a bit crap this week. I'm really sorry, but you know, that's what you get. You know, it's every week I'm doing this stuff on my own. Do you know what I mean? Like, what do you want? What, what, what do you want? Right. Um, so yeah, just, you know, like support me and send me some stupid stuff. The next swearing exam will be coming out in the next few days. And, uh, yes, some more British things, uh, that people have been kicking off over as well. And yeah, planning some, uh, some exciting new features as well, um, that involves exploiting my, uh, my family for content. So, uh, so enjoy that. Um, so until next week, thank you for your contributions and make sure you, um, leave comments and share the YouTube video, please, with as many people as you can and leave reviews on Spotify. That's very much appreciated. All right. Thanks for getting involved. You can tell I'm dying here, aren't I? All right. Brush your teeth. I'll see you.